This PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Their scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. Find out more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. It's an historic court decision that could have a major impact on the 2024 race for the White House. A divided Colorado Supreme Court has ruled that Donald Trump is ineligible to serve as president under the Constitution's insurrection clause, and it barred him from that state's primary ballot. The ruling sets up a likely showdown at the U.S. Supreme Court. The ruling by the Colorado Supreme Court was the first to say that Donald Trump's efforts to overturn Joe Biden's 2020 election victory disqualify him from running again under a post-Civil War era provision of the Constitution that bans insurrectionists from holding public office. The justices pointed to Mr. Trump's own words in his speech at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. We fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Attorney Eric Olson argued the case for Mr. Trump's removal from the Colorado ballot. So I'm very proud to be a Coloradan and an American today um, because this is what it means to have the rule of law where you're given a fair shake. Four of the court's seven justices, all appointed by Democrats, upheld the finding that the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol was an insurrection, that Mr. Trump engaged in that insurrection, and that the 14th Amendment's ban on insurrectionists holding public office applies to the former president. They wrote, Because he is disqualified, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. The dissenting justices argue, absent a conviction, it's up to the federal government, not the states, to determine who is an insurrectionist. Justice Carlos Samore wrote that a patchwork of state rulings risk chaos, concluding, this can't possibly be the outcome the framers intended. Republican reaction from the campaign trail was swift. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. I think he should be prevented for being president of the United States by the voters of this country. There was no trial on any of this. They basically just said, what, you can't be on the ballot? Could, could we just say that Biden can't be on the ballot because he let in 8 million illegals? The ruling in Colorado stands in contrast to challenges to Mr. Trump's eligibility elsewhere. Courts in Arizona, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Florida found in the former president's favor, as cases in other states are still playing out. The Colorado ruling will be placed on hold until January 4th, pending Mr. Trump's appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, which could settle the matter for the entire country. To discuss the ruling, we're joined now by constitutional law expert and former acting U.S. Solicitor General Neil Katyal. Neil, welcome back to the program. So the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that under the Constitution's insurrection clause, Donald Trump has forfeited his right to run for president again. In your estimation, did that court get it right? I think the court did get it right. I mean, it's obviously a momentous holding. It's a very solemn day. In many ways, it's a horrible day because we shouldn't really be here in a situation in which the courts have to come in and say someone is disqualified for, of all things, being an insurrectionist. But that is, after all, what the 14th Amendment to our Constitution added in 1868 says. And um, you know, people like me kind of would much prefer to beat Trump at the ballot box. 
but our founders did have this absolute constitutional requirement that you can't be an insurrectionist, just like you have to be 35 years old and a natural born citizen. When this question came before the Minnesota Supreme Court in November, the chief justice there raised the concern that there would be chaos, that some states keep Trump off the ballot while others allow him on. And she asked the question, should we do it even if we could do it? How do you see it? Well, that would be a good argument, I think, in 1868 to maybe say the 14th Amendment shouldn't say what it says. But the truth is, it does. And I don't think these kinds of policy concerns should really inform ultimately what is a constitutional question. Um, you know, I think at this point, Donald Trump had his chance in Colorado to try and say he wasn't an insurrectionist. He lost that. And um, given that finding by the Colorado trial judge and, um, you know, Trump's own attempts to try and delay any sort of criminal adjudication into the question, I think the finding that the Colorado Supreme Court made um, yesterday is right. And the Colorado Supreme Court, as we reported, they delayed this ruling uh, taking effect so that Donald Trump can appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, which is seen as the inevitable arbiter as to whether the 14th Amendment applies to him. How quickly will the court take this up? I think the court can act very quickly. I mean, in Bush versus Gore, which I was involved in, it was about 36 days start to finish. I think the court here can act on a similar timetable. Right now, they actually are in their winter recess with about six weeks off with no oral arguments at all. So I think they can be ready to go. Is there anything in the dissenting opinions from the Colorado Supreme Court that would be of interest to the conservative majority on the U.S. Supreme Court? Most of it is not actually of interest, Jeff. Most of it's about Colorado state law and what it means. And they disagreed with the majority that you could go into Colorado court and make this kind of action. But when it goes to the United States Supreme Court, that court can't second guess Colorado's Supreme Court's decision about matters of Colorado law. So you only have some of the arguments Trump was making, which weren't persuasive to the Colorado Supreme Court, available in the U.S. Supreme Court. The argument that he's not an officer of the United States, which is just textually absolutely wrong, or that he hasn't been adjudicated in a criminal case guilty of insurrection, which I think is also wrong. I mean, this is a Supreme Court, Jeff, composed of strict instruction as people who look at the text of the Constitution. And the text of the Constitution is as clear as day. Insurrectionists can't hold office, and presidents are officers, and uh, that, uh, that uh, the, the, the text of the Constitution basically just says, you know, this is an ironclad requirement, and it's got to be enforced. Well, a question about that, because Donald Trump's political fate now rests with the court that he helped shape. Is success for him guaranteed given that three of the justices on the court right now are justices that he appointed and helped shift that court to the, to the right? Oh, I think that's absolutely the wrong way to look at this. I mean, first of all, historically, the United States Supreme Court is often in these situations. Richard Nixon's case about executive privilege had three of his own appointees on it, but it was an 8-0 decision against Richard Nixon, which ultimately led to his impeachment. With Donald Trump, this is the court that rejected in 2020, time and time again, of Donald Trump coming before the court to try and say the other was election fraud and the like. It's the court that rejected his executive 
executive privilege claims and sided with the January 6th committee eight to one in the decision last year. And it's a court that in Moore versus Harper, a case that I argued about the Republican independent state legislature theory, threw that out on a six to three vote as well, despite people like John Eastman pushing that theory. So this is a court that is very much capable of doing the right thing. And here, when the text of the Constitution is so clear and doesn't have anything like, oh, you got to be convicted in order to be subject to the 14th Amendment, I think it's a very hard case for Donald Trump's lawyers. Neil Katyal, always appreciate your insights. Thank you.